Welcome to Box in Yahoo Sports Debate Show. I'm Hannah Kaiser, our national baseball writer, and today I'll be moderating the merits of a classic basketball movie that came out before I was born, so I'm sure none of our viewers will struggle to accept my authority. That's right, we are talking Hoosiers, a movie about how an abusive college coach can still be the hero of the story as long as he goes back to high school somewhere that no one cares about, and also the surprising artistic <laughs> value of man uh, I had never seen Hoosiers until I got this assignment, so I watched it this week, and I gotta say, I bet it hits a little different if you watch it for the first time before adulthood. That said, I'm hoping that this total lack of nostalgia that I have will keep me totally unbiased, so now let's meet the people who do have strong feelings about it. Dan Wetzel, national columnist at Yahoo Sports, you are defending Hoosiers. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting a fair judge here either, but I'll, I'll <laughs> defer to you so far as quite the opening <laughs> argument, but go ahead, yeah. And then arguing against Hoosiers, or tell me, tell me what you would describe your particular stance as Andy Barron's our fantasy guru and writer. I, I will say I think the film has its moments. I think Coach Dale is probably the worst coach, at least in the history of American cinema, maybe in the history of American fiction, possibly in the history of coaching. So we should get to Dale a little bit later and break down specifically whether or not he's a good coach and a good character, which can be separate issues. But first, I think I'm going to let you guys both tell me how you feel about the film as a film, what it is to you in your memory, whether or not you think anyone should watch it now. And Dan, I'm going to start with you. All right. Well, first off, he's not the worst coach. The worst coach is the coach of South Bend Central who didn't double team <laughs> Jimmy Chitwood on the last <laughs> shot. I mean, you got to make him pass it over to Strap or Buddy, or make one of those guys beat you. That's a bad coach. They blew the game. So he did win the state championship. 1951, Hickory High School. Uh, look, the the movie is about a time and a place. So I don't know what kind of modern snowflakes we're going to get here in this debate. But yes, Coach Dale was absolutely ruthless because it was rural Indiana in 1951, and he had six players and a bunch of farm kids. And the only thing they were ever going to accomplish in their life, other than than plowing corn in a straight line, was right here, right now. And they couldn't waste practices. So he has all sorts of great lines. It is an underdog movie. It is, it is the classic lines. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. We're going to do this for all the small schools that couldn't be here. Or when he measures the 10 feet from the rim and the 15 feet for the free throw line up in Indianapolis, I believe you'll find these same measurements in our gym back in Hickory. Great stuff. Great sports movie. Tons of flaws. But I will not let Coach Normandale's name be just smeared by this 21st century hate. <laughs> Tons of flaws, says the guy defending. Yeah. It, it looks like Myra is take terrible. <laughs> the love interest is terrible. What a miserable part of the movie that was. This woman is a bitter basketball hating, lives on a farm with her mother, and yet he falls for her. Come on. No, that's go that relationship's going nowhere. And I understand there's not a lot of Tinder offers going on in Hickory at the time, but Coach Dale could have done better than that. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, so first of all, Coach Dale could not have done better than that. Um, we have this bizarre 
May-December relationship going on between Myra and Coach Dale, which which I agree does not need to happen. The the great love story of this film is actually Coach Dale and Dennis Hopper. It's Hackman and Hopper. It's Shooter. Uh, like that story, that saga, Wait, which could have been developed like a little bit further, <laughs> far better than Barbara Hershey and Gene Hackman, which yeah. is utterly unbelievable and not Horrible. true to life if Horrible. you go back to the original Milan High story. We're off. All right, we're off the rails already. I don't know who likes the movie and who doesn't. But <laughs> I'm getting him to agree with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I have. I don't need a love story in which the turning point moment is when he admits to punching a student. However, <laughs> Andy, what what would you say is your your central issue with the movie? Is it Coach Dale, or is there something sort of cinematic that you take issue with? The central issue is Coach Dale. There are a bunch of supporting things that I just find kind of hilarious. The first of which is that the film just absolutely begins with a lie, which is that you might enjoy your drive across the state of Indiana, right? Like the opening credits where he's driving through Indiana and, oh, there's covered bridges and these beautiful rolling hills and sun-dappled pastures and whatever else. Spend 10 minutes on 65 driving south toward Louisville and you will not enjoy your time in the state of Indiana. Uh, So there's that. There's the first, uh, I believe it's a practice montage early in the film. He's arrived. He gets his five or six players together. The music. When the synthesizer kicks in, in a movie that's set in 1952, just absolutely love that drum machine and the synthesizer. That's fantastic. Um, again, I fully agree with Dan. Barbara Hershey, wonderful actress, doesn't belong in this film at all. Not even for a minute. We don't need it at all. We need more Shooter and Gene Hackman. We need less of the Myra character. We, we've hit the music. Also, the smack talk in this film is just the absolute worst in the history of cinema. I believe the the sickest burn we had was... Um, Didn't know the girl so small down on the farm. Like, I don't love the lines that are supposed to be such resonant, memorable lines. Um, and then we get to Coach Dale, who is just the absolute most miserable coach that you can possibly experience. He is everything wrong with like whatever time period we want to go to with uh, like if this is what 50s coaching was like bad really really bad um this is everything that you don't want in a coach the four pass rule oh my god unbelievable we've got we've got a scene early in the film where he's got a kid who is just hitting jumper after jumper he's getting open shots at the elbow he's knocking them all down but because he was hitting those shots after i don't know the second pass the third pass he had to come out of the game and they went four on five. Like, it's an unbelievable coaching moment. This team is trash until Jimmy is like, fine, I'll play. And then they're and then they're really good. And then it's just a bunch of miserable coaching decisions thereafter. Well, first off, they won the state title. They had six players and one of them was Ollie. Okay, so uh, this is how you win the state title. Discipline, commitment to the team. Listen, this is 1951. Their older brothers had to fight in World War II. Their younger brothers are getting shipped, or they are, to Korea. Of course it's miserable and disciplined and all of that. That's the time. It's a miserable place to live in 1951, rural Indiana. Do you see that those farms? Like, what are they even doing? They're, like, bending wood and creating sap yeah, or they're, something. Like, <laughs> they're, like, the Myra's, like, hoeing dirt a lot. It's yeah. a lot of her just, like... Just with a with a, a nondescript tool and then just dirt. And her, her like 80-year-old mother, Opal Fleener, 
is 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 out there working still too, and the sun never comes out the whole movie. <laughs> Do you think anyone cares if Coach yells at you a little bit, or you you're not allowed to shoot too 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 fast? Yeah, did he at times mismanage Jimmy? Yes. Was it stupid for him to call a play at the final possession where Jimmy wasn't getting the ball? Yeah, but see, he adapted, he modernized, and let his players influence him. That probably never would even happen. This is a forward thinking man. This is LeBron James just rushing aside. <laughs> Get the heck out of here. I'm taking the shot. He was a player's coach at the end. That is the worst, most David Blatt moment in the history of fictional <laughs> coaching. Um, you've got Jimmy Chitwood. You've got the best, perhaps the best player in Indiana State history to that point. Certainly the best shooter in the state tournament. You've got Jimmy damn Chitwood on your team, and you are calling the picket fence, and you are using Jimmy Chitwood as a decoy, and the whole team has to just stare at him dumbly and blankly until he finally relents. And Jimmy gets one of his, what, like three or four lines in the entire film and tells him, oh, by the way, I'm the best player in this huddle. I'm going to make this shot. And he has to shake the Etch-A-Sketch. And finally, they run the play for Jimmy. And of course, they win because Jimmy dragged them to the title because the everlasting message of this film is that a true superstar can overcome even the worst coach. Well, and the idea of the decoy wouldn't even work because the South Bend Central coach was so dumb, he wouldn't even have doubled them. <laughs> Dan, you're supposed to be arguing in favor of this movie. And that part, <laughs> we'll never, I'll never forgive that coach. He blew it for his kids who worked just as hard as those farm guys. I, I will say I feel like the best acting in the film are the um, South Bend Central kids who are just writhing in agony on the floor yeah. after that game, expressing no, their discontent. When Jimmy Chitwood hits that shot, when Jimmy Chitwood hits the shot, the same shot that Bobby Plump actually hit in 1954 for Mile and I, inside Butler Fieldhouse, at the same spot that it actually happened, and the place goes crazy. If you are not excited about that in the history as one of the greatest sports movie plays on all the flaws, they make you care about Hoosiers. They make you care about Hickory and all these kids. And, and, and when he hits that shot, it is absolute celebration. It has been motivating and, and entertaining fans for many, many years. Bobby Plump's still a legend down there in Indiana. But this is my question. So, so beyond Coach Dale, does the film make you care about anyone else? I mean, can you can you sort of defend to me? Are there merits of the film that go beyond his coaching style or the story that it's based on? I care. You care about Strap, who who who's the the over the completely religious, you know, small town kid. I mean, you know, Strap. God wants you on the floor now. Uh, Ollie, the kid who shouldn't even be on the team, but they don't have anybody else. Uh, they, I think they do a decent job of building up these other guys on the team. I think you care about Jimmy, this mysterious kid who just shoots jumpers. Uh, and, and I think there's something about the town. They do a good job with the small town, high school sports in the small town. I think this is why it resonates. The, the haircut discount if they win, the, the whole town closing down, the long, the long uh, haul of cars. And that, they do that in, in small towns for football and basketball teams when the town gets behind a big winner. And I think they did a pretty good job of really embracing that. And you got excited that this team and this town that has literally nothing it has got this one shot, one chance, because they got Jimmy. And Jimmy's going to graduate, and they're never coming back. They're never going to get another crack at it. This is their only chance. And the town is so fired up for their one shot. And it almost goes awry but they end up winning in the end. I cared. I cared. 
Can I can I can I just say that um, Ollie's ineptitude after a full year of Coach Dale's uh, coaching and instruction is shocking. It is shocking. He misses a free throw in this movie by four feet, which is just which is no matter how you're shooting it, underhand that ain't easy to underhand do. Too, yeah, uh, good point. That's a fair point. But by the end of the game, Andy, do they have you? Care- by the end of the movie, do they have you caring about whether or not they win this final game? Um, I go into this thing, obviously we know that they're going to win the final game. Um, it's a, it's, uh, and, and Dan is right. It is a, it is a true to life closing sequence of that game. Like if you watch the old grainy Mylan footage, it's really cool. Less cool is the fact that I think at one point, Bobby Plump just held the ball for like three or four seconds of actual clock time and, and wound it down. It was like the original four corners offense, but most of what distracted me about this film and most of what, what I have always disliked about it is, uh, is the absolute crazy tyrannical authoritarian coach. Like I'm not feeling good for him. I'm not feeling good for coach Dale at the end. I think that's a key effect. At the end of the movie, Dan, do you feel good for the coach? You know, he, he's had, he's got some demons. He's got some demons. He, he He's running <laughs> from them. He's trying to live this secret life. He's he's trying to hide his background. And then his supposed girlfriend outs him. I mean, like, what is this? Again, why would you date this woman? She's completely against you. <laughs> that's and, a good point. You know, like, you're not helping me. He's trying to rebuild. He's trying to get his, he tries to live a very simple life. He does a great job with Shooter trying to help him get back, you know, get sober, get his life and his relationship with his son back. I, I'm, I'm all for Coach Dale. Flawed man. But this is the 1950s high school basketball coach in Indiana. I think it's a very realistic portrayal of who that guy is. Do you think he's supposed to be an antihero? I, I don't think the movie thinks that deeply. <laughs> I don't either. I have no idea. I don't know. I think he's supposed to be a straight up hero. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm trying to help you out. I'm like, why? Is there is there a redeeming quality? Maybe there's. Yeah, I don't watch the movie that deeply. I just watch. They win. Jimmy hits the shot. You cheer. Everyone feels good at the end. What's the last time you both watched this movie? Well, somebody somebody defended it to me like a couple of weeks ago, so I gave it a, a rewatch. It's probably my like we used to watch it in high school occasionally. Um, so I, I I've now seen this movie like five or six times, and I most recently watched it like two weeks ago. And and yeah, took away the same message that I've always taken. It's it's been a little bit. I, I think uh, it's usually on in March during March Madness, and you know if you if it's one of those movies if you jump in in the middle. You, you keep I keep watching as much as I can. I, I don't really watch a lot of movies, but, you know, you're going to want to watch the end and see. There are just some great scenes when they get that state title run going. That scene in Butler when he measures everything, when the team starts believing the locker room scene, the game is so absurd. It bothers me to this day, but uh, the, it ends well. It, you know, look, I don't know. I don't think anyone thought Hoosiers is uh, the greatest movie ever made. Oh, maybe there are some people in Indiana that believe that. But overall, enjoyable flick. Would you recommend it to to new people? So I want to hear from each of you sort of closing arguments. If I I hadn't seen it until this week. If I hadn't watched it for this assignment and I said to you, Hoosiers, you know, I've never seen that movie. And you were like, oh, that's wild. You've never seen Hoosiers. Would you say you got to go watch Hoosiers or would you say massively overrated? Don't bother. Daniel first. I would call it an essential American sports movie. It it does a better job with high school sports than any other movie I've seen dealing with high school sports. There's not those over the top like pyrotechnic 
montages or like some superhero, like Jimmy Chitwood is the star, but he's a very believable star. He's a skinny, awkward, dorky kid that can really shoot a basketball. It's not like, you know, you watch like varsity blues and they, they, they knock in through like 15 tackles and things like that. None of that stuff happens. It's a very small movie. Uh, it doesn't try to be bigger than anything else. And it takes you to a time and a place, which quite honestly, everyone, no one I've never seen anything else or read anything else about 1950 small town, Indiana. I think it covered it quite well. And it creates a great emotional connection. People who love this movie really love this movie and people who hate it are just wrong. <laughs> I, I will say that I don't think that uh, 1950s rural Indiana ever needed to be created uh, <laughs> on film. I don't, I don't think that needed to happen at all, but you're right. It's probably the best version of that. I do think um, because it is so often discussed that it is it is an essential sports movie. If you're a sports fan, I think you got to watch it. I think you just got to watch it knowing what you're going to get in Coach Dale. And um, like you just have two schools of thought of people walking away from this film, either thinking that that is what a damn American coach ought to be. And people who are like, wow. I'm glad that is not the expectation for um, the the person that's going to be coaching my child in in this century. All right, so now I have to issue some sort of decree. I think, even though <laughs> even though I think you convinced each other to flip flop throughout this entire debate, Good it sounds lawyers. like we actually have we have fair like we have some unanimity unanimity on the issue of this movie was uh, has some weak spots. Once we get past Coach Dale, the real issue is whether or not Coach Dale is the weak spot or if he's the reason to watch it. And I think you could convince me that this story was worth telling and that Jimmy should have been the hero. But as it exists, with Coach Dale as the hero, it's a bad movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My team is on the floor. <laughs> Danny, did like yourself, Dale is a raving monster. You did yourself no favors. <laughs> I, I think I think if we had I think the movie did you no favors, really where they let you down, Dan, was in that romance. If they had put it's together horrible. a better love story, you could have had an argument. Absolutely horrible. I agree. Barbara Hershey should not have been in this movie. The whole thing was terrible. Just he should have just dated no one, won the state title, hung around <laughs> Indianapolis a couple days. All sorts of people want to want to date him then. He's the state championship coach. <laughs> Instead, he's tied to this miserable woman back down there, wants to let's go walk around my mom's depressed farm, pick up sticks. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a fun day for a state champ. Terrible. Let's go rake some mud. All right, well, I'll give you this much. If you're stuck in quarantine and there's nothing else on TV. It is a real time capsule. Uh, if you enjoyed this debate and want to see other similar sports debates, you can listen or watch Box in Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays on Yahoo Sports. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.